This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Uh, Go with me. We're going to go to Romans 12. Romans 12. I'm going to share a few verses before we get to Romans 12. They'll be on the screen for you, but go with me to Romans 12. Let me encourage you. Bring your Bible. Bring, bring a Bible. Bring something to take notes with, okay? Um, don't, don't just be a spectator at church. Be a participator. Be engaged in what God's doing. Be ready to hear what God has to speak to you. We're in this series 123. We're talking about how to change our lives before the first of the year. Can I get an amen for that from somebody? Let's see, God change our lives now, not wait. And uh, next two weeks, we're going to talk about the topic of our thoughts and our thought life, and we're going to dive into part one today, and then next week we'll come back around and we'll finish off what God's been speaking to me about in Romans chapter 12. But how many know this? Most of us don't think like God thinks. Most of us don't think like what Jesus said in the Gospels, okay? Now, the truth is this. For many of us, and I'm not going to say all of us in this room because I don't know for sure, but I would assume for many of us in this room today that many of us are saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Good word, isn't it? Okay. So that's how We find Jesus, but how are we really, truly saved? Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says this, For it is by God's mark, uh, it is by God, by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ that you will be saved, actually delivered from judgment and eternal, and given eternal life through faith. So this is how we're saved. We are saved by faith, not by works. It's a free gift from God. How about forgiven? Okay, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12 says this, For I will demonstrate my mercy to them and forgive them of their evil deeds and never remember again their sins. Can we get an amen for that, okay? Aren't you glad that God forgets your sins and gets rid of the sin in your life? Matthew chapter 26, verse 28 says this, For this is my blood of the new and better covenant, which is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Sin is a big word, right? What is sin? Right? I believe that sin is anything that the Holy Spirit impresses on your heart but you choose to do something different. You know, the other night I was skipping through the channels and I saw this show that I once watched a few years ago. It's called Mad Men. I remember I was in the middle of this series of shows. I was watching it on Netflix. I remember the Holy Spirit was like, I don't want you to watch this anymore. I don't want you viewing this anymore. I don't don't like what this is doing inside of you anymore, and so I don't want you to watch this anymore. 
And so I had to make a choice. Am I gonna am I gonna live in sin or am I gonna do what God wants me to do? But I'm super thankful that his forgiveness washes our sin, cleanses our sin. So we are saved by faith. We are forgiven because of what God's done. And I love that it says, it says this, this new and better. Why does it say new and better? Well, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, but the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the grave. This is Cain and Abel. Abel's blood is crying out from the grave, condemnation. But the new blood, the blood of Jesus cries out, what? Forgiveness. Aren't you glad of that today? Abel's blood brought judgment and condemnation, but Jesus' blood brought forgiveness and grace. And we live in the age of grace. Aren't you thankful for that? We don't live under the law anymore. So we know that we're saved because we confess Jesus. We're saved because we have faith in Jesus. We're forgiven of our sins, yes. But how many of you know and understand that your thought life is something that is a work in progress? That your mind being renewed to the things of God is something that is going to take probably the rest of your life until you see Jesus face to face. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to Dive into what God has to say. Go with me to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 1 through 3 to start here. It said, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his living sacrifice, and to live holy, experiencing all the delights of his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship, your genuine expression of worship. I love worshiping, and I love all of us worshiping corporately today. There's something amazing about corporate worship, but God looks at our lives, and he goes, I want to see worship come out of you on Monday and Wednesday and Friday. I want to see worship exuding from you, because this is the response that we give to God, because we're so in love with what he's done for us. We're so in love with him, Jesus, that it just flows out of us. Verse 2, it says this, stop imitating the ideals, the opinions of culture around you, especially all you. You're inundated, all of you. You are inundated with ideals, opinions, culture 100% of the time. You're the first generation that will grow up on social media. First generation. And ideals, opinions, culture are constantly before you. You know, I love about young people, they're first adopters. They're all on TikTok right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all of them, they're like, man, TikTok, that is the place. And all of us are like, TikTok? What's TikTok? You know what I mean? What, what, what is this TikTok thing? You know what I mean? And then, like, five years later, you're going to be like, oh, TikTok's awesome, and they're going to be on to the next thing, okay? But they're first generation that's going to grow up on what? Ideals, opinions, culture, grabbing at them. But we're just behind them, too, living in this same type of culture. It says stop imitating. 
But it says this, but inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit, a total reformat of how we think, reformatting the way we think, changing the way we think, changing the way we see life, changing the way that we operate in this life. Verse 3, God's given me the grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of all self-promotion. Can I get an amen from somebody on this? Now, some of you are like, no, I like self-promotion. I like getting likes. I like checking how many likes I got in my posts. We're living in a self-promoting day. Everybody thinks they have something to say. Did you hear me? Everybody thinks. They think they have something to say. Truth number one today is this. Stop imitating the ideals, the opinions of culture around you. We need to attack some things today. We need to attack the idea that Jesus is simply an add-on to my life. I'm just done with it. I really am. You think like today is just like a good day? No, this is, this is something real in my heart. Like I am so done with church. I don't care what you think of church. I don't care what you think church should look like. I want to run after Jesus. I want a people that will run after Jesus. I'm not looking to just add Jesus onto my life. I'm looking for Jesus to be my life. Amen? So let's attack this idea that comes from what? Ideals. The ideal of culture is let's just add Jesus onto our life. We're still going to live our life and do what we do, but we're just going to add Jesus on because we just want some fire insurance and we want to make sure that if, if this whole Jesus thing is real, maybe that I will go to heaven then. We need to attack the opinions of people that tell us that we don't have to go 100% into Jesus. You know? Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated about something, okay? So, like, as, as young Christians in America, we attack, we attack the day and the time that the Bernie and Dan's were growing up in the church, and we're like, man, they were legalistic, and they were harsh, and they were, they were too tough. And yes, there were some things that were out of balance, just like there's some things that are out of balance today. But all I know is this, is that Dan and Bernie love Jesus, and Dan and Bernie are faithful, and Dan and Bernie have a heart for God. And Dan and Bernie, there was a day and a time that Dan and Bernie said, we are all in 100%. 100%. Jesus is an add-on to our life. Listen, I, I don't care about what other churches do. I care about what this church does because guess what? I'm the one that has to stand before him someday. I'm the one that has to give an account. I have to be the one that says, you know what? This is how I led Ryan. We got a couple of Ryans. Like, look at that, the triangle of Ryans right there. I got to make sure that I can stand before Jesus and go, you know what, I led Ryan well. We got to attack 
the idea of culture that tells us this is what Jesus and this is what church is. Because right now, church is like, can I get in and can I get out real quick? Can I not talk to a single soul? Can I get in and get my latte and get my muffin and hide in, you know, somewhere in the church and you can entertain me for about an hour and you can give me some self-help and, and hopefully some self-help will change me and then I'm just on to my next thing. And guess what? We don't even really have to go to church too often. We'll just kind of show up to church when it's convenient for us. This is what culture says. This is not what God Shows us in his word. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I just don't believe, and I haven't believed, and I'm just so, I'm just at a place that is so deep in me right now that I'm just so farther along that I just don't believe in the middle. I just don't. Jesus said it was lukewarm. And Jesus said, spit you out. Now, Am I for, am I for um, works-based perfection? No. I am so grateful for the grace of God. I am so grateful that I'm not called to perfection, okay? I'm so grateful that the blood of Jesus forgives me. I'm so grateful that when I do make mistakes, which I talk about all the time, that I make mistakes. I'm so grateful for the grace of God that forgives me. But I do believe in a, I'm in love with Jesus and in love with the truth that Jesus has for me. Listen, ideals, opinion, and culture all love the darkness with a little Jesus. Somebody tweet that today. Post that today. Ideals, opinions, culture, we see it all the time. They love their darkness, but let's just add on a little spirituality. Let's just add on a little Jesus or a little whatever spirituality that you find. Let's just add it on. Listen, can I just say something, okay? Listen, I am so proud of Kanye West right now. I am so proud of Kanye West. You may not like him. You may not know him. You may have judgmental thoughts about him. But all I know is this is I see a man that is really running after Jesus right now. And I will support anybody who is really running after Jesus, okay? Amen? But you know what? He's, the, the world doesn't even know what to do with him. I was, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about his new album. And they're like, we're just happy that, that Kanye's finding himself in some spirituality. I'm like, no, did you see the album cover? King Jesus. He's not finding spirituality. He's finding the king, the one and only king. He is finding Jesus. And he might be like, like you know what I love about when people get saved? is that they're raw, right? They don't know all the correct things to say. Like, I'm good with that. I'm okay that when people get saved, like, like we, were, we were doing some building remodel stuff and somebody hit their hand and some four-letter words fell out and they looked at me and I was like, it's all good, brother. <laughs> Let's major on the major. What's the major? It's Jesus. Jesus is the major that we're focusing on. We're running 
after him. Can I do a PSA announcement real quick to all the parents? If you show your kids that Jesus is an add-on, if you show your kids that sports and your plans and your agenda and your money comes before Jesus, they will grow up just like that. So don't expect me and the church to straighten out what you're messing up at home. Your job as parents is to show them, you know what, Jesus isn't an add-on. He's the first thing in our family. He's the first thing in our life. Truth number two is this. It says, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit by a reformatting of how we think. How we think, which is what? The Bible. It's just Bible. And and I'm going to make an announcement, and Drew is going to freak out today because I haven't talked to him yet. And he doesn't know how he's going to manage this yet, and he doesn't know how he's going to orchestrate this yet. And it's going to be okay. He'll be okay, trust me. But I'm going I'm to make this announcement. Um, in 2020, we're going to do this great thing. The church we used to work at called Valley Family Church, Beth Jones, our, our pastor, wrote these books called Getting a Grip on the Basics. It was, it was like a 12-week book. Let me read you some titles here. How do you know you're going to heaven? How do you know the Lord is your best friend? How do you pray? How do you hear the voice of God? How do you read the Bible? How do you experience God's best for you? How do you experience the Holy Spirit? How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? How do you become a winner in life? I was praying the other day, and, I, and I've been, these books, there's a book called Getting a Grip for Kids, Getting a Book for Teens. There's an adult version. She wrote books on health and healing. She wrote books on all kinds of stuff. And I've had these books in my, in my, in my office, and I just can't put them away. And the other day, the whole Lord said, Teach these books. Teach these books. So in 2020, in February, we're going to do getting a grip on the basics for kids. And we're going to ask that you come on Sunday night at 4 o'clock with your kids and sit down and you guys do this book with us as a church and we teach your kids the word of God. Amen? And we're going to at the same time, at the same time, we're going to do getting a grip on the basics for teens. We want, our, we want our kids, we want our teens, we want them full of the word of God. We want them full of truth. We want to show them what true truth is. 2020 is going to be amazing. Can I just say this? The Lord told me the other day, and we're going to do this, and I'm going to preach on it in a few weeks. We're going to start the year off with 21 days of prayer. We're going we're gonna to pray for 21 straight days in this building. And we're going to ask all of you to sign up, and we're going to have different days and different times, and we're going to start the year off with 21 days of prayer. We're going to start the year off with fasting. I don't know. Some of you are like, I, I know for me, like fasting, like food. Oh, Jesus. Get, I, about two days, and I'm like, I'm about to pass out, y'all, okay? So we may fast food. We may fast some social media. We might fast a bunch of things, but we're going to start the year off Prayer, seeking God, running after God. Our mission in 2020 is the word of God. I talked to Drew and Farrah the other day. We're going to take this grip stuff, and we're going to put it into dinner parties. We want to teach people the word of God. We are going to run after three things in 2020. We're going to run after prayer. 
we're going to run after the word of God, and we're going to run after the presence of God in 2020. Amen? And it's going to be an amazing, amazing year. But today, we're going to look at the rest of Romans chapters 12, 9 through 11, and next week we'll look at 12 through 21. So verse 11, I mean verse 9 says this. Let your inner motivation of your heart always love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil, embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Verse 10, be devoted to tender loving your fellow brothers as members of one family, Jesus' family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor to one another. Verse 11, be authentic. No, not authentic. Be enthusiastic to serve God. Keep your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. So listen, I got, I got like a few minutes and I'm about to roll and you guys need to write some stuff down, okay? Are you guys ready? We're gonna roll. Number one way the Holy Spirit needs to change the way we think is this. Love one another. Love one another. We're always so focused on ourselves. We're always so focused on our family that all we think about is ourselves and our family all the time. I I said this a few weeks ago. Listen, get to know somebody that you don't know here. Go to lunch with them. Eat some chili today. Next week, go get some chicken with them. Figure out somebody else you don't know. Figure out a way to love somebody that you don't know. Okay? Jesus said what? I came to serve not to be served, amen? So let's learn how to love each other. Let's learn how to take good care of each other. Number two is this. Never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. I brought a great mask today. Oh, I, oh Jesus, thank you. Oh, that's my favorite sound. Oh, I love it. We, we have lots of masks. I brought Lukey's. We got Black Painter. It's not Black Panther in our house. It's, it's Black Painter, okay? It's a Black Painter. We watch Black Painter a lot at our house. Can I just say this? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let's not be fake. Let's not be fake with God. Let's just, be, let's just be real with God. Let's be real with one another. Let's not wear masks. Let's not be fake. Let's just be true and let's be authentic. Number three is this. It said despise evil. Write this down today. Ask the Lord, what evil have I allowed into my life and now I am numb to? See, there are things that in your flesh, your flesh is completely okay with. But if you were to ask the Holy Spirit what he had to think, he would go, I'm not good with that. See, some of us are dealing with lust, comparison, wrong expectations, sexual issues, anger. Many of us would be super embarrassed if if, if our issues were thrown up on the screen today. And we're dealing with real things, real darkness that God never intended for you to live in. 
God never intended for you to deal with lust. God never intended for you to be in this place of jealousy and comparison. God never intended you to live in gossip. God never intended for these things. But I want to remind you of something. And we were having this conversation with Michael the other day. And I want to remind you of this, of this little thought that your eyes and your ears are a gateway to your soul. If you want to pursue Jesus, there are going to be some things the Lord's going to go, no more. No more. Why? It feeds lust. It feeds comparison. It feeds anger. I remember I had this kid one time, he came up to me in our youth group, and he's like, I am so angry all the time. And I was like, yeah, I know, bro. You're just like, you're the like angry kid. You're just mad all the time. You know, he's like, I'm just angry all the time. And the Lord said, ask him what music he listened to. He's like, my favorite people are Rage Against the Machine, uh, Metallica, and um, I think it was, um, oh, what was it? Oh, it was Eminem. And I was like, ah, there's a lot of anger in that music, you know what I mean? There's a lot of angst in that music. Listen, what you put in your ears, especially what you feast on with your eyes. Listen, we believe this. What you behold with your eyes and what you behold with your ears is what you will become. You will become what you worship. Ooh, I get an amen from somebody. Guard it. Guard it. Despise evil. Number four, outdo yourself in respect and honor to one another. We need to be the best as Jesus people in this. Respect and honor. You're not always right. Your opinion isn't always right. You can honor. Listen, let me tell this story, okay? Um, Bill, can you raise your hand? Raise up that big paw, okay? okay? Love me some Bill Price, okay? We made a decision. I made a decision with our elder team when we were going to look for a new building. I said to my elder team, I said, listen, we're not going to move on something until we're all in agreement. And I'll never forget this Sunday. We were at the old building. We were meeting in the teen center after service, after everything had been torn down. And I was super excited about this building. And I felt like this building was our building. And I felt like it was the right building. And I and I gave my case to the elders. And we went around, we went around the room, and some of the elders were for it, and, and some weren't. And I remember, I remember Bill looked at me and he goes, he just, he didn't even say anything. He was like, he was like the godfather, okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally like the godfather. He just, he like, he scratched his chin like he does, and he goes, like that. He's like, like that. And I was like, and I'll be honest with you, inside of me, I was angry. I was angry. First reaction in my heart was anger. And then the Holy Spirit said, are you going to honor your word? Are you going to honor Bill, even when you don't want to right now? And I chose to honor. 
There is something amazing about honor. There's something amazing about respect. I am so thankful that he looked at me and said, no. We wouldn't be here today. But we're so prideful that we won't put anybody in our lives that will tell us no. I tell the elders all the time, your job isn't here to be here to tell me yes all the time. Your job is here to give me wisdom and counsel and help me make these big decisions for the course of our church. They're not there to tell me yes. They're there to help me hear from heaven, and I'm thankful for that. But even in that, sometimes you're going to have to honor when you don't feel like it. We need to be the best at honor and respect. Number five, um, Wes, can you come on up? Number five, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Can I just, like, real talk you for a second? Like, every Sunday, I'm not, like, just the most excited person in the world. You know what I mean? Like, there's just long weeks. And sometimes I get to Saturday night, and I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. In a few hours, I got to speak. You know, just being real. But could you imagine if I came to church and I was like sad Pastor Jeff all the time? I was just like, hey, guys, welcome to Elevate. Kind of glad you're here today. Kind of wish I was in bed. I'm kind of tired, to be honest with you. You know, kind of wish you wouldn't talk to me right now. I don't think he'd stay very long. Can I just say, we need to be enthusiastic about serving Jesus. If we're on the welcome team, if we're in kids' ministry, if we're doing anything for Jesus, it needs to be enthusiastic. Listen, I don't give my enthusiasm on Sundays for you. I give it for the Lord because he deserves it. He deserves it. He gave it all to me. Last one is this. It said, keep your passion towards Jesus boiling hot. Boiling hot. I don't know if any of you ever fried a turkey before, but I have. And you get this oil boiling hot. And then you got to take this bird and you got to drop it really slow. And if you go too fast, some of the oil will like pop out. And it doesn't feel good, okay? So keep your passion boiling hot. So the Lord told me to do this, and I don't really know how to do this, but we're going to do it, okay? If you're in here and you've been struggling, where you're like, I'm not boiling hot for Jesus. I'm actually probably somewhere in the middle and culture and opinions and everything have been kind of grabbing at me and my passion, my desire for Jesus has been up and it's been down. And, and let me be honest with you. Like, everybody deals with this. This isn't a shameful thing. Let's just be real, okay? This is not a shameful feel, okay? Not guilting you, not shaming you. But I believe that God wants to do something unique and special in our church. I believe that God wants 
to just raise the intensity of our church. And some of you are like, wow, it's already really intense. You know what I mean? But like, I know, like, but like I said, like I said last Sunday, like people don't need a muffin. People need to get healed. People need to get healed. People need like the real power of Jesus. So if you're in here today, you're like, you know what? I'm just not as hot as I used to be. That's okay. Stand up right now. Just stand up. Come on. Stand up. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.